Thank you for tuning into the City Church California podcast. We exist for anyone to believe in God, to become who God created them to be, and to build the church and our city. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the latest message from our Sunday gathering. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to the book of Habakkuk. And Habakkuk is a book on about faith in the waiting. It doesn't take faith when something is actualized or materialized. It takes faith when we are waiting. Now, as you hold your Bible, and I want to encourage you, always bring a Bible, whether that's on your smartphone or a traditional Bible. Today, I'm going to look at it just from a traditional standpoint, but you can get a Bible app. It's complimentary. The verses will come on screen, and that will help you whether you're here in the auditorium or with us online worshiping. But today, I believe the age we're living in, we really need to begin to have our own eyes see the the words that are on the page or the screen of the smartphone. Now, when you begin to think of Habakkuk, let me just give you a little bit of a background. It is one of the prophets. And when you begin to think about the prophets in the Old Testament, you have the major prophets, which are Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. Then you have what is called the minor prophets. And Habakkuk is a minor prophet. You know what? He fits well with these other bloggers speaking. Now, what makes him different than the other minor prophets? Usually all the prophets come with their fingers pointing and having a message from Jehovah. And usually that message came from the Torah or the books of Moses, not Habakkuk. History says he was a Levite. He's a passionate worshiper and he's waiting. He's watching, he's worshiping, he's wondering, and he gives us uh, insight on how to live. And so he really fits in because all these prophets, get this, the minor prophets, they are waiting for revival and restoration. I want you to get that in your mind and thinking. They're waiting for revival and restoration. You see, we see in Amos, they're, they're really waiting for restoration. In Hosea, they're believing God for mercy. In Joel, they're expecting the spirit to come on everyone who's living on the earth. But Habakkuk shows us that we can have faith in the waiting. And I want us to look at Habakkuk chapter 2 verse that's funny I was looking at my Bible and it's like oh that's upside down you know and so and you know what we see the world upside down that's why we need these minor prophets all right and so in and, and the key verse is Habakkuk 2 14 and and this is the hinge verse for the entire letter they only have three chapters but this is the hinge uh, to this entire letter and here we go and I love this it says far as the waters fill the sea. I want you to think of water filling the sea. The earth will be filled with the awareness 
of the glory of God. Let's read that again. This is the key verse of the entire book of Habakkuk. It says, as the waters fill the sea, or one version says, cover the sea. It says that the earth will be filled, circle the word filled, with an awareness of the glory of God. Let's read it one more time. And I love this. It says, for as the waters fill the sea, the earth will be filled with the awareness of the glory of God. Now, you know what's amazing? Charles Spurgeon, which is the prince of all preachers in church history, they say the great preachers were Christ, Paul, and Spurgeon. And he said of this letter, Habakkuk, he said when he was praying, he's praying and asking God for revival. And when he means revival, he's saying, Lord, give us life again. You see, we cannot have revival unless we have vival. If someone's vital signs are being checked, it shows if they are alive. So when he is praying, he's praying for revival, meaning we had life, but God give us life again. You know, another one Spurgeon said, he's saying, Habakkuk saying, Lord, give us a second birthday. He's saying, Lord, come and revive us. Give us life. That's what he's saying. He said, Lord, make us alive again. Give us another birthday and give us, get this. I love this one. My favorite part, Spurgeon, give us a new Pentecost. And so we are believing for that today. Now I want you to know this. Again, Habakkuk 2.14, it says, as the waters fill the sea, so the earth will be filled with the awareness of the glory of God. That is the hinge verse. That's why we wrestle, and that's the name of Habakkuk. It means to embrace or wrestle. That's why we wonder. Remember, it started off with a wrestle. Lord, where are you? A foreign enemy is coming. We're living in a contested space here. And then he says in verse 5, I'm going to do a wonder in your day. Even if I told it, you would scarcely believe it. So Habakkuk is talking about wrestling, about wonder, about watching, about waiting, about worshiping, about witnessing. Why? Why are we doing all those W's? Why are we wrestling? Why are we wondering? Come on, how many of you ever wrestled with your destiny or what's happening in our present age? Why are we worshiping, waiting? watching because the earth is going to be filled with an awareness of the glory of God as the waters fill the sea. Okay. And so I want you to maybe chat. I want you to write this word down. If you're taking notes, I just want you to begin to take down the word, write down the word revival. I want you to just write that down, the word revival. And, and as you're chatting or writing that down, I want you to look at me and maybe you'll put this phrase down, revival in me, revival through me. I want you to know, before revival could go through us to touch our city and nation and world, it has to come in us. And so I want you to ask yourself this question, where in your life or my life, and I'm really pausing, I have a few areas, I'm not just 
writing a name down for them to become aware of the glory of God in my journal back home. And I just bought, got in yesterday a new journal. And I'm really studying this journal because before I start putting my own graffiti in it, I want to really give myself. So December 1st is going to be the first day I write in this new journal. You're going to be shocked what it's called. I was captivated. Let me just let you into my world. I am a sucker for any commercial on Instagram. And on Instagram, they have this new journal. It's not like the Franklin Covey journal. I had that, been there, done that. It's not how uh, to win friends and influence people. This one is called the monk manual that you learn to be before you do. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to give a go at this. So I, I was studying it yesterday when I got it in like a kid at Christmas. And can I say, I already know what I'm going to write down because hear me. I don't want revival for other people, not experience revival for myself. And, and I did not just write someone else's name. Let me, gonna, let me tell you what I'm going to write down in that monk, uh, manual of mine when December 1st comes. And I'm going to use the old uh, journal I have. And I'm going to do it tomorrow morning. I already know there are a couple areas in my life that I have become something that's less appealing. And I thought, I don't want to live another day, another second, another part of my history on the earth without an awareness of Jesus Christ in those areas. So I'm asking myself a question. I'm asking you a question. Where in your life do you need the awareness of God? Now, you know what's tricky about that? If you knew you needed it, you probably would be aware of it. It's probably the area if you're married, your spouse has been trying to tell you for three years. Or a friend. You know, I wasn't aware. Oh, it never dawned on me. I'm believing God. I want an aha moment, okay, before it is too late, that I want God's awareness in my life. And so I want you to write this down. Revival in me and revival through me. I just want you to get that concept. And what is revival? It's an awareness of God. It's an awareness of God that first comes in me, then it flows through me. Now watch me. When you begin to think, and I begin to think, and I think Charles Spurgeon had it right. He says in this verse, it says, may the earth be filled, where he says, as the waters are filled the sea, may the earth be filled with an awareness of the glory of God. Watch me. Watch me. I'm not gonna whip and nay nay, but you watch me. She liked that. <laughs> she just became aware that I can dance. Okay. So now get this. I really want you to get this. When I pray for revival, and I have a lot in over four decades, usually when I'm thinking of revival, I'm thinking of other people. And man, this person needs to be revived. Oh, they're way dead in Christ, you know. <laughs> They need to be resuscitated in Jesus now. <laughs> Come on, am I the only one? When I'm hearing a good sermon on YouTube in church, and I'm thinking, oh, goodness, this is for Becky. Come on. <laughs> am I the only one thinking, oh, man, why is she doing city kids today? She needs this. Can I tell you, if I was one of the prophets, I would want to be Habakkuk. He's probably about my favorite prophet, but really my life, I'm like one of the others. You need this sermon. 
you know, and, and but yet revival doesn't begin that way. Isn't it so easy to go into a church, an organization, or a family, because I'm a fixer. That's what I do. I think I'm in the ministry. You have a problem. Come to me. I'm going to tell you three things to conquer that problem and see me in two weeks. Now, what will really frustrate me in two or three weeks, you come and you didn't do anything I told you. You say, up, oh, done. Talk to the hand. Come on. But can I tell you right now, revival does not begin that way. Now, this is what I want you to do, and this is what I'm doing. And that's why I got a new journal. And I want you to draw a circle just around your feet. You see this? You're going to draw a circle around your feet if you're a note taker. Is there still anyone who takes notes? Oh my gosh, I love you people. You know, draw a circle and maybe do this. And I want you to stand in that circle. And that's where revival begins. It begins in a very small circle. And it's the circle of your heart, your soul, in the center of your being. But when we begin to think of revival, we usually think of people outside that circle. Man, the other political party needs to be revived. Man, that politician needs revival. Oh, that principal needs revival. Man, you know our neighbor needs revival. You know mine does. You know they cut my trees down. Come on. Now, you know that. that they, they're dead in Jesus' name. But can I tell you, that's not how revival begins. Revival begins with me having an awareness, please get this, that God is bigger than any problem, any situation, that God is good, and that I want to be aware of God. And you know what that means? No one, no circumstance, please hear me. No one can stop my personal revival. Only I can stop my personal revival. Just talking to a friend today and he said, man, my spouse has worn me out. I said, maybe you need to have a revival, but sometimes to have a personal revival, we need to stay in that one spot and wait until the Lord comes and revives that area of our life. Can you say amen? And I really believe that. Everyone say revival in me, a revival through me. Now, I want you to write this down. Honestly, and I, I, on purpose, I knew I was going to be getting a new journal. And let me tell you what, these are some themes in my journal throughout the years. But once again, I want revival prayer. I want revival prayer in my life. And you know where that begins? God, search me. Try me. God, revive any part. Listen to me. If you need revival in the heart, that means the heart is a part of the heart that doesn't respond to God. Any part of my life that's not responding to you, Lord, I want you to begin to revive it. And this is what I put down. I want revival prayer. I want revival worship. And I think that's amazing that our worship team is going to be dropping a worship CD. Are you with me? And we are a part of that. I want revival sharing. I want to be able to communicate with people. And I'm not talking about a platform. The other day, someone was saying, why do people like to be around you? I said, number one, they feel the life of God coming out of me, but they can't experience coming out if it hasn't come in me. I personally want to experience a new touch of God. I want a fresh encounter with Jesus Christ. 
Can you say amen? And I really, really do believe this and revival giving. And that's what this is about today. You say, why do you guys do this once a year? It's not tithes. It's not an offering. But it's a bill together where we come and it's a chance. And I'm telling you, it is a holy moment where Becky and I put on the brakes. We begin to ponder. And you know what? Let me tell you, the biggest miracle about our, our gift today to Jesus Christ is that we agreed on it. Oh, some of you laugh too cute, you know, because usually when it comes to giving of finances, we, we, we just don't see eye to eye. And I mean, I'm still a little bit over six foot. She's like 3'11". No, come on. She's 5'2 and 3 quarters. And you better not leave off the 3 quarters. But we usually don't see eye to eye. But I can tell you this year, we saw eye to eye. And I have an expectancy in me. I want to say it another way. A holy anticipation of God invading my personal space. And what is it if the whole world would be saved, but I do not experience a fresh touch from Jesus Christ. I don't want the touch I had in 1980 or 1990 or year 2000. It is going to be 2022. And I want a revival in the soul of this guy amen and so I'm wanting you to really think about where do you need a fresh awareness of God in your life now hear me I'm even thinking okay where is it Lord and it's really hard to ponder that you know being I felt like I said it's the three areas that Becky keeps bringing up to you you know and it's like how many of you hate it when your spouse tries to play Holy Spirit Jr. It's like, you know, he's in me. But honestly, it's like, okay, God, I want to live and I bring this before you. I want awareness. No, okay, here we go. Everyone, did you draw that circle? Did you draw that circle? I want you to think this. I would love for someone to chat it. I would like you to say it, revival in me. Because when Habakkuk said it, okay, you want to say it, revival in me in me all right i'm gonna say it slower so you can participate revival in me and it really has to start with a very small circle it has to start because revival will never come through us unless it is in us and you know what you know why we are partnering with these women because what is it if you're revived and i'm revived and we have had an encounter with the holy spirit as habakkuk said and spurgeon nailed it he says when habakkuk is praying lord bring new life into us lord give us a second birthday lord i think this mic is off okay can you see it Okay, is it on now? Okay, thank you. He's saying, Lord, give us a second birthday. God, give us a new Pentecost. But that's not just for me individually. It begins with me individually, but it has to flow through me. So we want to partner not only with our content, but with our compassion. Now, I want us to go back to that verse, and this is what I want you to write. Not only revival in me, why are we going to participate in the build together offering? Because we want revival to start with us. It It comes in us, but then it's going to flow out of us and it's influence. So it's awareness and influence. It's awareness and influence. I want to quote the verse again. It says, as the waters, now the old school says, cover the sea. This one, the new living translations, fill the sea. You know, may the earth be filled with an awareness of the glory of God. Now in Hebrew, the word glory is kabod, which means 
weight, the weight of God. And the way you would say that is, have you ever heard someone put their weight behind this product? It would be like Jeff Bezos in Amazon putting their weight behind this product. You know what it's saying? That the earth is going to, like the waters are filled with the sea, or the sea is filled with the water, that we will become, that's what you get when you memorize it in a traditional version and you use another version. I should just bring it up. It says here, it says, as the, let me just look at it. <laughs> it was supposed to come on the screen, but it didn't. As the waters fill the sea, the earth will be filled with an awareness of the glory of God. That word glory, we are becoming aware, but glory means influence. Can I say, if I am having a personal revival, then I should be able to influence every part of the city that I live in and that we live in. And that it is the glory, the awareness of God coming in, it's revival, but then it's going to begin to flow out. And I want you to write this illustration down. The Dead Sea, it had water, a new life coming in, but it never had life or revival flowing out. Thus, it became the Dead Sea. And we do not want to be a church that experiences the revival personally, but it does not flow through us. Now, I want to begin to think about this. It says, as I'm going to read it again, it says, for as the waters fill the sea. I want to just get that part. Fill the sea. Well, to be filled probably means that it's to be empty. And in Genesis chapter one, verse one, it says in the beginning, God, just right there. That's how the Bible starts. The Bible's not here to debate uh, that God exists. He says in the beginning, me. And God created the heavens and the earth out of nothing. Then it says, get this, the earth was dark, it was empty, and it was void. Verse 2, the Holy Spirit, that's revival, he is the agent of revival, came and hovered over the face of the deep. Can I say right now that I believe we're coming in a part of American history that we have been filled, but we have been filled with our own self-importance. Go with me to verse 2 in Habakkuk 4. I mean, uh, chapter 2, verse 4. Chapter 2, verse 4. And it says this, look at that man, bloated by self-importance, full of himself, but soul empty. Look at that man. He is filled with himself, but his soul is empty. I don't want to live a life with an empty soul. But you know what? To have a soul that's aware of God. I have to empty my soul of my own awareness that I can become more aware of God than I am of him. And I'm filled with the importance of God where my soul becomes to be filled. Now watch this. How, do, how does the sea fill? How does the ocean fill? Normally it starts in a mountain and there is a creek and the creek or the stream goes into a river. The number one way that waters fill the sea is that river flow into the sea and you know what they call that place where the sea and the river meet a delta and it's in the delta that the river flows into the sea and the sea is filled with water I don't know about you I am sensing and one of the reason we're doing this today I think we're in a delta virgin 
I think we're, as a people, we are in a delta where many of us have experienced God personally in this little small circle. However, I am sensing rivers coming together where we're going to begin to partner like we are with community uh, ministries in this city, partner with people through our content and our worship. And I see like a mighty raging river going into the sea that the sea will be filled with like water fills the ocean with the awareness of the glory of Jesus Christ. Come on. Are you with me on that? And we really do believe this. I want you to write this down. And for me, I, 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 I believe this, that the awareness of God shows us there is a better way to live and it's not us at the center. Where our soul becomes empty, but where our soul is filled with the knowledge, the presence, and the influence of God. I want you to write these three things down, then the band's going to come up. I want awareness and influence that begins with the priority and the importance of prayer in our lives. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to slow down and breathe. I believe awareness and influence begin when we make prayer a priority and an importance in our lives. I don't know if they've ever been a revival without prayer. I just don't know that. And you say, well, what kind of revival praying are you praying? I'm praying first that the dead parts of my own soul would live again. And then I'm praying for these two people that somehow out of my small circle, like a little pebble that's thrown into a lake, the circles would just go larger and larger. And I'm praying, prayer. And, and this one that really disturbs me when pray. When all else fails, pray. No, prayer is a priority and an importance in our lives. And you say, well, why did you get the monk manual? Because it talks about praying. Stephen Covey didn't really talk about praying. And I personally think, and you may think I'm really... Uh, out there, I personally think when men and women pray daily and it's important and it's a priority and we're not just praying when we're in trouble, we're not just praying with the list, but we're praying with the lens that God is bigger than anything that we can see. I want prayer to be an important priority in my life and that is where I become aware and I personally have to say, I think one of the reasons we live blindly, come on, Jesus said, you have eyes but you don't see, you have ears but you don't hear, you have a heart but you don't comprehend. What is he saying? You're not even aware. We come to church. We hear scripture. We have friends that are believers. But I believe a real awareness comes when we begin to make prayer. Please hear me. A priority and an importance in our lives. And look, I know what it is to have raised children. I forgot. But one thing that grandchildren do for you, they remember. They make you remember, man, this is a full-time job. I don't know how anyone could be a parent today successfully without making prayer a priority and an importance. The next one, awareness and influence begins when I open up my heart to compassion. That's why we're partnering with this, this ministry. I want to open my heart up to compassion. But let me tell you, in my new journal, I know one of the things I'm going to write. I'm going to put it in my old journal because I, I'm thinking, because I, before I start messing and scribbling in that, to me, compassion, and one of the things I've become aware of, just I'm telling my own personal space. In this circle, God, make me aware of the glory of God. I 
You're not going to believe it. And if you do believe it after I tell you, please put a poker face on. Because I don't want you to be judging me. You guys, I am so judgmental. I am so, so judgmental. Why is that person worshiping that way? Now, why didn't Becky do this? Now, why is John and Jude and Jade doing this? Now, why? And constantly, almost as if my life is so far superior at going at it than they are. And I felt like God saying, you will have a deeper compassion if you let go of judgment. He said, if you let go of judgment. Now, let me tell you, how, this is how he brought it to me. When Becky first saw a speech uh, pathologist, she was a severe stammer. She didn't stutter mildly or moderately. Becky was a severe stammer. And she began to use the Swartz technique and to gain more fluency in her speech. And one of the techniques, follow me, I'm still on judgment. I'm still in my own awareness. I need a fresh consideration of who God is and not be bloated with my own self-importance where it causes my own soul to be empty. The first technique in the Swartz technique for fluency is to release air. So before she would say a word, just release a little bit of air. And the reason why when someone is disfluent or stutters, their larynx locks up like a garden hose when you kink it. But if you release a little air, the water flows and it becomes impossible. The next technique, so the first is air onset. Follow me, I'm, I'm going to teach you something. I believe prayer is like air onset. It's like areas of our life that we're suffocating ourselves with bitterness, resentment, trying to go back to something we can't change anyway. And then the next one is don't preform words. So if she knew she was going to say my name, she could release air, but without preformation. I felt like the God impressed on my mind. He said, a lot of your judgments are like when Becky would preform her words. He said, I want you to let go. And you know what preform, that's where we get the word prejudice. That stop judging, having prejudgments on other people in your family, in your neighborhood, in this nation, I need you to open up your heart to an authentic compassion that anyone who comes into your circle, they're going to begin to witness and experience my compassion and love. So I believe awareness and influence, it continues with a heart compassion, a passionate, come on, open our hearts to compassion. This is another one. I believe awareness and influence begins with passionate heartfelt and unstoppable worship. I believe awareness. Can I just tell you, have you ever come into church and they're singing and, and maybe you're standing, maybe you have a hand up and, and you're thinking about so many other things, but God, I have noticed I can't become aware of God if I'm not thinking about God. If I'm thinking where Becky upset me, I could, have you ever done that? Am I the only one? You know, flow, river, flow. Oh, I don't believe she just said that again. <laughs> come on, am I the only one? Can I, I know this for a fact. Awareness will not come to me in that moment. So I need to have a heartfelt, 
passionate, unstoppable worship. My favorite time in the worship here, or even if I'm experiencing online, is when the team stops, but you guys keep going. Can I say, it doesn't matter what's going on the outside. Our worship is unstoppable. It's heartfelt. It's passionate. Amen. And I just want to encourage you in the days ahead, if you have never, ever, ever raised a hand during this thing called worship, I, I don't know, just do this. Pretend you're carrying the plasma TV into the apartment. Try it. It is un unbelievable. You know why it was a struggle for me to do this at first? Because I was more conscious of what people would be thinking of me than I was about the God who I was worshiping and singing to. Are you with me? Now, this is the last one, and then you're going to stand with me. Awareness and influence begins with every believer giving sacrificially, generously, and relentlessly. That's where awareness comes. When every believer, we give sacrificially, we give relentlessly, and we give generously. Now, I want you to do this. I'd like you to stand up, and I would like you to get the envelope that you have. It's every seat has an envelope. And I'm going to take our time. I was so, I'm not a good speller. And I should know how to spell these two names. But I text Becky and I said, I want to get the spelling right. And so I think she thought I wanted their whole name. So she sent the first, the middle, and the last name. It's like, oh my gosh, I, just, I can't put all those that on this. I just want the first two names. And so, but I got it right. I want you to take a moment. There's a pen either behind you. I want you to write, if you haven't already, I'd like you to write in that blank. And, and so I'm going to pause and, and just wait for a moment. I think every one of us should write something down in there. Now you say, what is this? And I'm going to hold this up. You see this envelope in this blank, I didn't put my own name in there. I already told you, I'm already becoming aware. There are two things in my life in 20, the remaining of 2021 built together that I believe God through seeking him in prayer through giving and worship, through praying and fasting, I, I am really believing that I'm gonna become who Jesus Christ created me to be. But listen, revival, yes, it starts in the small circle called Jude, but it has to flow out of Jude because I don't wanna be a dead sea. And it's two of the most important people to me. <laughs> the name I wrote, have written, it's just not someone I've heard of on the news. It's someone who's so ingrained in my life that even in my last breaths, I would think of them. And I want them to become aware of the glory of the Lord, like the waters who come down from the mountains and the river. I want to be a delta zone when they come in. Or another way to put it, we have a two-story house and Becky was sitting downstairs. It's her she shed and water was leaking. And come to find out, 
the toilet was leaking from the upstairs and it seems like it was going into every crevice and crack and it was filling. I believe that when the glory of Jesus Christ fills us, that it literally begins to go and it flows out of us into the great river of humanity. And it's no longer a private experience of revival. That's what Habakkuk is writing about. That is the sea is filled with water. That literally our water of our encounter with God will flow to these people that are on this envelope. Are you with me on that? So I want you to write down uh, that name just right now take a, just a few seconds to do that when you have that name written in whether you're online with us or in the room I want you to lift it up I want you to lift it up now this is an envelope but what you're lifting you're it's representing a person and really what you're doing is you're bringing them into your circle of influence now let me tell you right now we're going to take just 60 seconds. You do not have to pray as loud or as intense as I speak. That's just me. I came out loud and intense. But I am going to ask you for 60 seconds. I want you to begin to pray for the people or the person that you have written on this envelope. And, and we're going to begin now. Just 60 seconds. Asking God to revive them asking God to make them alive again asking God pray the words of uh, Charles Spurgeon concerning Habakkuk asking God to give him a second birthday come on you know what Jesus called that the born again experience God they were born but now let them be born again God they had a first birthday now give them a second birthday and God we pray make them alive God you said we were dead in our trespasses and sin yet you quickened us you made us alive God we thank you that they now can walk in the newness of life father we thank you as the waters fill the sea they are now being aware they're being awakened they're having that aha moment that God is for them that God is good that God has not abandoned them God we thank you they are not going to live an empty soul depleted life they are going to live a life that is so full of the beauty the splendor and the majesty of Jesus Christ father we pray that come on 20 more seconds God Yes, we call their names before you, O oh Lord. Open the eyes of their understanding. God, how can we be aware when our ears are shut and our eyes are closed and our heart is hardened? God, you are able to soften a heart. You're able to open the eyes of the understanding. You are able to open their ears that they would begin to hear of your fame. They would stand in awe of your deeds, O oh Lord. Father, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, God, as they've wrestled with you and life let him begin to wonder let him begin to watch let him begin to wait let him begin to worship come on let's declare they are going to be worshipers of God they're going to passionately relentlessly with heartfelt worship God is going to ooze out of them in Jesus Jesus mighty mighty name now this is what we're going to do I am going to step off the platform in the moment and Becky and I are going to walk to the front and I'm gonna ask you we don't do this normally but we have and online you can click 
uh, to give. Now, some people, and I'm, I'll show you this, we normally do not give by check, but today we wanted to go old school because I wanted to tangibly, this is just me, it's just as tangible if you do it online, but I'm gonna walk off the platform, the team is gonna lead in worship, and, and then I will come back on the platform, but I want together, Becca and I, now if you're single, you do this uh, with yourself, and I realize that some of you have already given. People have texted me, hey, we've already given in the bill together, and some have even texted them out, it's like, I don't wanna know. And, and, and so bring the envelope, even if it's an empty envelope with that name on it, and this is what I'm saying, I am not depositing, I'm not, that you deposit a check, you know, or an amount of money in your, your account. I am planting. I am planting. I want a life that's fruitful. To have a fruitful life, I have to be seedful. So I am planting. But you know what else I'm doing? I'm participating. I'm participating together with all of you. And somehow I'm believing with business calls synergy. That one plus one is not going to equal three. But it's going to be a multiplication effect in our lives, in our prayers, in our city. And how many of you can believe me? And I, I really mean this. I am believing for a certain amount to come in to do not only the worship content, but I'm really believing that that hotel will be finished. And we can say we help answer this in the name and the cause for the cause of Jesus Christ. Amen. We so appreciate you spending time with us. If you'd like to invest into what God is doing through City Church California, you can go to our website, citychurchca.com and click give. Thanks again, and we hope to see you at one of our campuses this Sunday.